When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Is 2024 what you imagined it would be? Did you ever sit when you were a kid and go, what's it going to be like? Probably. Probably don't remember it. I don't. Sure, we did this in school at some point. Right? Yeah, boy, that'd be fun to see your own predictions mm-hmm. for, you know, the 2020s or whatever. But 100 years ago, um, 1924, I mean, that, you don't have to think about that very hard to go, man, that is a different world. Very, very no different. TV, obviously no internet. Nobody's flying. I mean, if they are, they're not flying commercially, really. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, certainly hasn't yeah, been yeah. a world war. Just just flights oh, were that's weird. The What's Ottoman that? Empire <laughs> is a thing. Um, well, there hasn't been one of the world wars. There had been a world war. Oh, yeah, war. there had been oh, a world yeah, war. Yeah. Definitely had been a world war. The education there, system was starting to fail. People didn't yeah. know history anymore. <laughs> there were airplanes. Could Maitland and I own <laughs> land yet? Yes. Oh, we could. As long are as you're you sure? married. I don't know. I didn't I even know the World War. No. I think oh. for the record, I did know vote. the world. No. The first World War was 1916 to 1916. Girls weren't invented yet. Mm-mm. No. Well, yeah, no, vaginas weren't a thing until like 1930 or something like yeah. that. Yeah. No. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, this is a bunch of predictions from people that were supposed to be experts at the time for what it would be like right now mm-hmm. as they gazed into the crystal ball from 2024. Movie mogul D.W. Griffith the director of the famous film and pretty racist the Birth of a Nation. Infamous film, yeah. Yeah. Believed that this is interesting. Of course, he thinks what he's involved with will save the world. In the year 2024, the most important single thing will be cinema. Oh, yeah. It will have helped in a large way to accomplish the eliminating from the face of the civilized world all armed conflict. <laughs> Pictures will be the most powerful factor in bringing about this condition. With the use of the universal language of motion pictures, the true meaning of brotherhood of man will have been established throughout the earth. The guy who made a movie that was very divisive. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they no, were right. So no more, yeah, no more conflict. He believed that through the magic of movies, British citizens would learn that the Japanese people are kindred souls. And French nationals would discover that Americans shared their values and ideals. Uh, he said, "I it is not to be presumed that I believe 100 years from now the pictures will have had time to educate the masses away from discord and unharmony. But what I do mean to say that by that time, war, if there is such a thing, will be waged strictly scientifically. Oh, well, I well, think we have yeah, science, I, science wars. Well, but he well, says bombs. Well, but stuff, he says yeah. the element of physical destruction will have been done away with. Oh, OK. Yeah, no, no. Be we're trying, just better trying to it. advance this uh, societies. I mean, I don't think he's wrong. I think uh, in some ways, I think the citizens in a lot of ways uh, could come together and you know talk amongst one another between nations without going to war. But uh, we're not in charge. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Uh, another expert and the opposite extreme, Professor Leo Bakeland, president of the American Chemical Society. Okay. Ooh, I don't know if that sounds... still persists. He worried that futuristic weaponry would obliterate humanity in the blink of the eye. He was, you know, 
Probably closer, closer than the other guy. The largest and best protected cities, irrespective of their size or distance, will be continuously exposed to destruction and mutilation. Death and torture of the inhabitants will occur whether they are slumbering in their beds or reading their newspapers in their comfortable clubs or even saying their prayers in church. There will be no way of safeguarding women or children, the old or the infirmed. Okay, he was pretty spot on. I mean, it wasn't long after that in World War II, the carpet bombing really started to become more prevalent. Yeah, it could happen at any moment and does in lots of places. Okay, now this one, this guy's pretty spot on. Arthur Dean, a parental advice column, appeared in newspapers across the country. And this is one he wrote regarding what he thought it would be like in January of 2024. But he wrote it in 1924. Quote, I sometimes wonder what our stomachs will look like and be like 100 years from now. Will we have any teeth at all? (laughs) Will there be any color in our face except paint? Will the men have any height to speak of or will they be all girth? Will people have a mostly east and west appearance, all latitude and lassitude with no longitude? So in other words, are we all going to be short and fat with no teeth? That's what he believed. I do think that if someone from 1924 looked at the typical guy and typical woman of 1924 and then looked at people today, they'd be like, what the hell? Especially with plastic surgery, lip fillers and things like that. I mean, and the way that you can make your stomach as flat as you want. Yeah. I mean, all kinds of stuff that can, you know, alter Mm -hmm. your body that they would have never seen. But in the 1920s, I don't know if most, but lots of America is still growing their own food. So the idea of people where, you know, overweight's kind of normal. And I don't mean that in an insulting way or I'm not trying to fight about it, but Mm -hmm. it would have looked crazy Mm -hmm. to people in the 1920s. I think we would also uh, seem like giants. Yes. I mean, there were certainly tall people back then, but not as prevalently as now. And I mean, like, look at me, your own grandparents, probably. Like, my grandpa was 5'5". Five, five. Yeah. My um, dad is 5'7". They would yeah, have no way. Six foot. Short like, we're too, yeah. just, and I, I can already tell my oldest son, he's like two inches shorter than me. Now. Yeah. He's taller every dumb day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like, yeah, I think they would be floored. I assume they wouldn't be able to tell how old we are either because mm. how all of them look old. Yeah. No. Um, I don't know. Would they think we all look young or old? No, they think we look young. Yeah. I hope. They would probably think we were all 28 years old. And then when they found out we were older than that, they'd be shocked. Swedish architect Ben Bjorksen predicted that U.S. cities would demolish giant U.S. metropolises would demolish giant swaths of cities to alter the architectural plans of towns originally built by men to whom the automobile was only a fantastic dream. In the city of a hundred years from now, I see three-deck roads, speedways through the heart of town, skyscrapers with entrances for automobiles as high as 15 stories, monorail expresses (laughs) to the suburbs replacing streetcars and motor omnibuses, ever-moving sidewalks and underground freight carriers, which will go in all directions, serving all railway stations, and business districts. I like the way this guy thinks. Okay, so he's thinking he, very much he, like yeah. Jetsons. Yeah, he shoots the moon on this. Yeah, some I, of it's I, pretty I, We're going to have I flying mean, torpedo buses. Some of it, but I'm pretty glad, honestly, that we don't have like triple-decker roads that enter into buildings from 15 stories high. That seems terrifying. <laughs> yeah, that does. I don't think I would like that. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't like going over bridges. <laughs> I don't either, I'm with you. Uh, Professor E.L. Furlong, curator of the Vertebrate Collection at the University of Southern California in 1924, 
His greatest concern for 100 years from now, so now, was that a specific animal would be extinct, believing that while prevalent then, they would be gone. Daily, the tractor and the automobile are taking the place of the common horse in rural life. As the usefulness of the horse passes, so will the necessity for its existence. Before many years, the horse, for the purposes for which it has been identified, will become a curiosity. Soon we'll be eating horses and you'll only find them on the rarity in the zoo. My God. In the zoo. Zoo horses. That's what we call zebras. It's weird how some of these people focus on kind of the world as a whole, but then there's people like that who just really laser focus on just horses. On their specialty. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, mean, horses are certainly, uh, you know, very rarely used for uh, pulling things. (laughs) Yes. Uh, but yeah, they're still around. I mean, pretty much the only thing I can think of is the Budweiser wagon. Yeah, what's uh, carriages in New York City at Central Park in TV shows? That's it. Yeah, yeah, that's all. Pretty much, the you one know, downtown and, for drunk people, but seems to only operate in the winter. Mm-hmm. And casual riding for good-looking girls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this text, I assume, from Kelly or Steve, because it's the hill that they will die on, but it's not from either of them. We all know that boobs are way better today than they were ever back in the day. I mean, you guys have made the argument that boobs are better now than they were in the the 70s and the 80s. The 20s and 30s boobs? Are you kidding me? They were so pointy. Get out of here. I mean, how would you know that? Well, the bras were pointy. pointy And when you wear certain shaped bras, they, they shape your breasts. They stay that shape? Well, I wouldn't Forever. know because I don't have I boobs, but no. all my friends who have boobs, depending on the, yeah, they yeah. can put square bras on and then they have square boobs. Wow, really? It's science. <laughs> well, that's amazing. They I know, should isn't get it? star ones. I know, right? I'd like to see a star boob. It's like cookie cutters, but for breasts. That's what bras uh, are. Maybe. But it's nicer now because in the 20s, they were experimenting. They were like, can we make them cone shaped and will it look mm-hmm. cool? And they were like, not really. It was a hard no. Yeah. And then it was just like too weird looking. And then boobs were just shaped weird. And it took up until the 70s when they were free in the nipple. When did they make so many of them look like zucchini? Yeah. That was. Mm, Probably a lot then, you know. Yeah. That feels like the early 1900s. Well, like before I could vote. It stands to reason, though, too, because like back then, girls would marry their elderly cousins at 14 Hot. and then be pregnant at 15 and have 48 kids and oh, so yeah. that's a lot of work on a boob you know yeah like yeah that is a lot that's why there's two that's a lot yeah, yeah right yeah that's why it, for a long time people thought in the anatomy it went nipple then knee but no it's knee and then way up top is the nipple. yeah 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 um let's see uh this one frank ferraro mapped out a clear version and vision of the 19 of 2024 in a letter he wrote to the New York Daily News. Has anyone ever stopped to think about how this country will be a hundred years from now? Just imagine, I bet we'll have a woman president, woman politicians, and maybe even lady police. Okay, uh, let's see. <laughs> lady police. Let me, let, hold on. Oh. Let me do this. <laughs> As women will occupy all <laughs> yeah. the highest politicians and highest positions, naturally men will be compelled to do all the labor. Those who are not physically fit for such arduous jobs will have to stay home and wait on the babies or take care of the pets. Then we will have an army of entirely women so that in case of war, women will do all the fighting. Believe me, women are good at fighting. All right. 
Well, I, I mean, I agree. I mean, I think that would be all fine. You know, I mean, that happens in other countries and things like that in certain ways. I mean, mm-hmm. he, 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 I think he envisioned sort of an Amazonian, you know, um, Wonder Woman kind of <laughs> society. Right. Uh, and I think. I think that was, I think that guy was fetishizing right there. A bit. Was like, yeah. I think yeah, so. He was like, I want to be dominated by these women. Okay, well, that <laughs> might have been a like, thing. Could men just catch a break? We've been trying to run the world for millions of years, yeah. and it's not really working out had, for us guys. Just had World War One. We're about to go into a horrific depression. Yeah. Yeah, bring uh, on Eleanor. Come yeah. on, ladies, and your pointy boobs. Take over the world. <laughs> yeah. Lead us in the direction yeah. you're pointing. I just want to. <laughs> Slightly <laughs> upward. I just want to build things. <laughs> I just want to take care of people. Uh, here's another one. R.B. von Kleinschmidt, Ooh. president of the University of Southern Cal, so USC. Imagine the girl of tomorrow. She'll be physically strong, vital and alert, loving all of the out of doors and rejoicing in its lure. Active in sports, engaging by choice in which a bit of risk adds the spice of danger. She'll be beautiful, enhancing the qualities of inheritance through habits of temperance. Dancing will continue its rush towards the exotic. Terpa score will be wild. I don't know what that is. Will be wild and full of animation. Mentally, she'll be no sluggard, quick of wit, and keen of judgment. Spiritually, she will radiate love and goodwill. In trust of her fellow men and with faith in God, it will be easy for her to be kind and a joy for her to serve. Of creation, she will be the crowning glory, a benediction on earth and a hymn of praise to heaven. Wow. Nailed it. All women now are (laughs) Athena. (laughs) Oh, my God. Wait till I take you to a club, homie. (laughs) (laughs) Watch the women of today. Look at us get down and dance. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he was on the right track, you know. Just absolutely ruin his cotton <laughs> trousers. There's no, there is no doubt that guy's pantaloons would be so moist. Oh no, my knickers! Those are pants, right? I think so. I think like, like really ugly ones. I think, ones. Like the ones I think that come below, are, just below uh, the yeah. knee. Yeah, yeah, like what Payne Stewart used to wear. Yes, yeah, and we know how that worked out. Uh huh. On the way, Dumber are they made out of burlap? I feel In like my they're mind made out of they are. I, yeah. well, I would certain, certainly the coarsest of wools. What's the yes. What mm. is what is the hottest and itchiest fabric we have? Make the pants out of it. Yes. I want a good nut stew for the old lady. <laughs> After all, she's no Amazon like she will be in a hundred years. She can't say no now. <laughs> then maybe. Actually, you have to do this. <laughs> she, no, she can say it. I just don't have to care. It's the law. It's not. <laughs> Time for a wet nose, Eunice. Lady, you're not a person yet. <laughs> not a whole one, at least. 